Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Appreciate you joining me again today on our chapter day journey where we find ourselves in Joshua chapter 9. And it was verses 3 through 6 that resonated with me this morning. It says, however, when the people of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and I, they resorted to a ruse. They went as a delegation whose donkeys were loaded with worn-out sacks and old wineskins, cracked and mended. They put worn and patched sandals on their feet and wore old clothes. All the bread of their food supply was dry and moldy. Then they went to Joshua in the camp at Gogal and said to him and the Israelites, We have come from a distant country. Make a treaty with us. Today's podcast is entitled Shrewdness. Today's chapter is a fascinating story of how one of the people groups living in the promised land dupe Joshua and the Hebrew tribes into making a binding oath not to destroy them. The Gibeonites use a little improvisational theater complete with costumes to make Joshua and the tribal elders think that their delegation had come from a distant land and had made a long journey in order to make a treaty with them. Joshua, who just a couple of chapters ago made the mistake of not asking God of what battle plan should be before attacking the city of Ai, makes the same mistake of not taking this decision to God and asking for God's wisdom. He and the tribal elders fall for the ruse and make a binding sacred oath before God not to destroy the Gibeonites. They quickly discover after making this oath that they had in fact been duped. Having made the binding oath, they conscript the Gibeonites to perpetual service as woodcutters and water carriers for the Hebrews and the temple tent, also known as a tabernacle, used for worship. You know, as I read the chapter, I couldn't help but think of Jesus' parable about the business manager of a rich tycoon. The manager had allowed local merchants to run up a ton of debt, which the business manager had never collected. Realizing that he had a cash flow problem and suspecting that his business manager is not doing his job, the tycoon calls a meeting demanding a thorough audit of the books. He plans to fire the guy. The business manager, well, he sees the handwriting on the wall, and he realizes that he's about to be put in a lose-lose situation. He won't have a job, and he'll also have the reputation of being a bad manager. Thinking ahead, the business manager realizes that he's going to need good connections and some leverage with other potential employers in order to secure a new job. So the business manager calls all the merchants who owe his boss money and tells them, hey, take your bill for what you owe and cut it in half. So now he's got a whole host of potential employers who both appreciate that he saved them a ton of money and who now owe him a favor. After telling this parable, Jesus says, quote, the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light, 
end quote. He then goes on to tell his followers, quote, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings, end quote. I realized this morning that Jesus could have used the Gibeonites as exhibit A in an example of his parable. They found themselves in an impossible position and acted shrewdly to survive. God's man Joshua and God's people, the Hebrews, they fell for it. So now Jesus turns this worldly shrewdness upside down and asks me as a follower to consider myself in the role of the business manager and consider God in the role of my master and employer. So who do I know who lives at my master's mercy? The poor, the needy, the downtrodden, the people who have nothing and they desperately need a hand up from the person who has everything. And who owes my master a debt that they'll never be able to repay? Sinners who have yet to repent and be forgiven. So next, consider that all of my money and power and position on this earth belong to my master and his business. Let's say I use my earthly money and power and position to make friends with those whose life circumstances leave them living at God's mercy. Let's say I treat those who owe a debt of sin with grace and forgiveness. See, someday I will be fired from this earthly employment from my master. All of that earthly wealth and power and position will be stripped away and left behind on earth. Then I will arrive at heaven's gate. What I will find there, Jesus is telling me in the parable, will be a welcoming committee of friends that I made to meet me. Jesus will look at my friends and then look at me. And then will he say, for when you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. It's time to make some friends, my friends. Hey, just a quick note, Wendy and I are going to take a long weekend's rest. And I plan to be back on this chapter day journey next Wednesday. Cheers. Have a great weekend.